Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, the top full-service crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped raise over $70 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by The Gadget Flow, a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. The Gadget Flow is the ultimate buyer's guide for cool luxury gadgets and creative gifts. To learn more, visit thegadgetflow.com. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined by Jeff Chang with the Forever OG Pants. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Hey Roy, thanks for having us. So the Forever OG Pants, lifetime quality without the markup. Tell us all about the product. So the one thing that we saw that wasn't in the market was an item that would give you a lifetime guarantee as well as a lifetime size guarantee and have superior quality. What we wanted to do um, was build something that we would want to wear ourselves as well as uh, something that would last forever. And the idea behind this was if we built something that had a lifetime guarantee, so if any time it rips or tears, you can just send it back to us and exchange it. And we also included a size exchange program where if you increase weight or decrease weight for whatever reasons, it would be a great opportunity and value to you know our end customer. So we took care of those two parts and we just, and then we wanted to focus on the biggest thing, which is the quality of the build. You know, so we focused on the materials we used, where it was built, and you know, essentially the fit. So those were the three things that we wanted to really knock out of the park. We built we're built in New York City. Everything, every part of our pant from our buttons in San Francisco to our fabric in LA to our manufacturer in New York is from the United States. So no part is from overseas. Second, our fit is uh, you know extremely well. We've done over 12 different iterations of sample fit test. So we're going to have an amazing fit and our fabric lays really, really well on, on the body. And last but not least, the quality of the build. Because we're working with American manufacturers, uh, we're able to quality control and quality check our products as well as reinforce all of our inseams to make sure that we deliver the best uh, pair of pants that you've ever seen. So we wanted to, you know, just kind of summarize, we wanted to give you something, the customer, something that, you know, they've never seen before. Lifetime guarantee, lifetime size exchange program a fabric that's odor water stain resistant, can't be broken, can't tear. If it does, we'll replace it. And then all of that value for $128. And it's clearly a value. Jeff, I grew up in the North. So uh, we used to go to L.L. Bean and they have a lifetime quality guarantee on their products. And they've built, you know, a customer and a fan base for life. So it's great that you're actually, you know, encompassing this into the campaign itself where you're guaranteeing this product for the lifetime. So basically, this is hopefully the last pair of pants anyone needs to own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's actually, uh, L.O. Bean is actually one of the case studies that we, uh, you know, studied uh, over time when we were looking to build our first product. 
And, you know, the biggest difference between our company and how we built it and how we started it versus someone else is this idea that other companies, especially fashion companies, want you to buy the same SKU or the same item over and over and over again. So they build, uh, build into their pants this expiration date. It's an unsaid expiration date where it'll break down by a certain date and you'll ultimately have to buy another pair of that same SKU from them. And that's what they're hoping that over the lifetime of your, you know, customer, uh, you know, customer lifetime that you buy multiple SKUs of that same product. We don't um, like this at all. Uh, we don't think it's fair. What we want to do is, you know, have you buy one pair of Forever OG pants. If you love them, they'll last you forever. And if you, uh, the only reason you would ever have to buy another pair would be if you want a different colorway, if you want a different style versus, you know, a classic fit versus a tailor slim fit. And that's the only reason you should ever buy another pair of pants again. We don't want to sell you on the same pair of pants. We want you to, we want to really build this community, build this brand equity with you uh, so that you say, hey, wow, Wondrous really has a quality product. And ultimately, you know, maybe you'll decide to try some of our shirts or maybe you'll decide to try some of our uh, dress shirts. But we ultimately want to build that brand equity with our community, build that trust with our community, rather than just trying to resell someone on the same items over and over again, just to make a quick buck. Absolutely. So Jeff, I know you've spent over two years in the designing of these pants. Tell our listeners a little bit about the process of what that took. Absolutely. Um, You know, when I started, you know, I was just your average uh, Joe Schmo really trying with a dream, you know, uh, I really wanted to build, uh, you know, a quality pair of pants because, you know, I was in the restaurant industry at that time. And, you know, I couldn't find something that worked for me. Everything was breaking. I was spending so much money on all of this fast fashion, H&M, Zara, uh, excuse my language, garbage. And it was breaking apart. And, you know, when I went to a boutique option, it was just so high, so expensive. And if I changed sizes, you know, if I increased weight or decreased weight, those pants would be useless. So what I ultimately did was, you know, two years ago, I started taking classes in uh, New York at uh, Fashion Institute of Technology, as well as Parsons, just to really understand the whole process of how to make uh, garments. After doing research and talking with different American manufacturers uh, through my job at Maker's Row, I was able to get exposure to American manufacturing. And then it was, uh, it was at that time that I really started delving deeper into creating custom fabrics as well as how can we, you know, get the best possible fit on, you know, different bodies. Uh, because, uh, you know, especially guys, we have different body types. So, you know, that was about a year and a half into the process. Then we started, uh, you know, putting together samples. I, I actually sewed our first uh, sample together myself. Uh, we didn't have enough money to put the sample together from a professional house so or a consultant. So we sewed it ourselves and we literally went through 12 different iterations of samples uh, to get to, to the final product that you see today. Uh, it's wonderful fit. We've uh, graded it with uh, amazing grading, uh, grading house that does different sizes uh, that works with Ralph Lauren as well as uh, some of these big houses like CK. So the fit, we, we know that people are going to love uh, the actual fit. And the quality is just beyond what people are, are used to. So we're really excited. 
No, we're, we're definitely excited as well. I mean, what, what lessons did you learn in terms of, you know, product design throughout this entire process? So the biggest one is, you know, f- for a person that's um, outside the industry or just trying to break in, it's really tough in the sense that there's a lot of different vernacular that you need to know uh, in order to understand this whole process. Um, so when, you know, from a, a person look outside looking in, they think that you really sketch up an idea, you literally get someone to sew it together, and then you get get it produced um, overseas or wherever and manufacture and that's it. Uh, that's totally not the case. So there's a lot more intricacies that go go on behind you know behind the curtain so from the sketch to the actual prototype to the actual grading sizing to um you know testing different fabrics to seeing if the fabrics will shrink to seeing if you know the fabrics are going to stretch in a certain way if they lay on a body a certain way to fit test to grading out for sizes for different people uh, and different sizes overall to doing a quality control production run, to making sure you source um, all your um, all your uh, goods from buttons to zippers to you know everything has to come together, and it's extreme uh, extremely detail oriented process. That you know people think that oh you know in one or two weeks you know you can get this done and get an idea up you know if you want to do it right. And, you know, you could do it, you know, probably in a year or maybe 12 months or, you know, 10 months. But for us, we wanted to do every part right. And we, uh, the, the big uh, hurdle that we encountered was in order to make our pants a hundred percent from America. That means we're not using fabric from overseas. We're not using anything from overseas. We had to literally source. And that's, uh, you know, us going on factory doors and knocking, you know, and saying, Hey, we're a small startup. Will you work with us? You know, will you take some time out? Uh, you know, we want to use American goods. And so, you know, it's a lot of detail orientation. And on top of that, it's a lot of legwork because, uh, if you want a quality product, you literally have to delve in to every single part of, uh, of the item. Absolutely. So in terms of product design and development, I know you guys spent a lot of time there. Talk to our audience a little bit about what you guys did in terms of preparing the project on the marketing side before it launched. Absolutely. Um, so the biggest thing that, you know, we did, um, you know, we, we started with our, with our email list a little bit late, um, versus everyone else. You know, that's always a big thing that you always hear about successful campaigns is that you have to have a strong email list going in. And it's very true. If you have a strong uh, can, uh, you know email list, if one to two percent of that converts, you know or higher, uh, usually email lists are a little bit higher in conversion rate. It's great for you because you have a basis, you have a foundation to start off with, and there's like a psychology that goes into it when you're looking at a Kickstarter. At least from my perspective, if I look at a Kickstarter and then the first day, like you know, there's five six thousand dollars. I see that there's, you know, it's trending. It's, it's really, uh, it's getting very, very popular. So, um, you know, email lists are very important uh, to help out with that. 
what we did um, on the uh, other hand, you know, we didn't have email us, but what we did was we built up our social media. Uh, and that means uh, our two social media items that we uh, really focused on were Facebook, our mediums were Facebook and Instagram. And we thought these were extremely powerful. With Instagram, we were able to basically comment on other people's pictures and then have interaction with our customers. And this interaction led to uh, a lot of buzz um, before you know, the campaign started. While we didn't have any email lists, we just had to continuously hit home that, hey, in seven days, in five days, in three days, our Kickstarter will, you know, launch. So reiterating this message of like, hey, I know we've talked about it before, but don't forget our campaign is, you know, launching. Uh, we know that you're really excited about it. So engaging our uh, potential supporters on Instagram was huge. And then on top of that, from Facebook, what we did was we did a little bit of social hacking. And what we mean by this is we literally added everyone we could possibly think of, all of our friends as uh, analysts on our Facebook pages. And what we did was from each and once you add someone as a analyst or a part of a, the team, they're able to invite their whole, uh, you know, uh, friends list. And so what we did was, if you think about that, if you have, you've added 20 analysts, uh, 20 friends, and each friend has a thousand people on their friends list, you know, you just added 20,000 invites to your fan page. So we generated a lot of buzz. And then on top of that, on our fan page, we pinned to the top a video, which was basically a portion of our Kickstarter video that really just explained what we were trying to do and explained our product. And Trey was actually, uh, you know, on that video, uh, Trey Martinez, one of my partners. And, uh, so what we did was we wanted to drive people to that Facebook page and hope that they saw the pinned video at the top. And if they saw the pinned video at the top, it will at least leave an impression of, wow, these guys are doing this. Um, you know, at least I know about it. And then if they've liked the page, what we continuously did was, well, uh, can a in three days, five days, uh, you know, two days, you know, just reiterating uh, this fact that as we wind down toward the Kickstarter campaign to continuously remind them and reiterate that we're about to launch, don't forget about us, uh, you know, uh, kind of like a call to action, but just reminding them over and over that, you know, our campaign was about to launch. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it worked well for us. Absolutely. No, and in full disclosure to our audience, our agency, Command Partners, has been helping along with Jeff and his team in securing this campaign and making it hit hundreds of thousands of dollars. And obviously, it goes into the process that you guys have built, as well as the product that you've built. Jeff, what advice would you give to someone else who's looking to start or at least kickstart their clothing company? Absolutely. Um, so I think I, 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 talk, I, I touched upon this uh, with you, Roy, uh, uh, you know, uh, via email. You know, and it, it, when I, you know, when I put in two years of work, the biggest hurdle I faced wasn't necessarily the research, the development, the biggest hurdle or, or you know, just hard work on the back end, um, you know, that me and Trey put in. The biggest hurdle that I faced and I, I've talked with you, I've talked with Trey, I've talked with a lot of people about this was, do I launch? Do I launch now? Am I ready? You know? Do I, uh, am I, if I launch, will this two years have, you know, been a waste? And I think every Kickstarter that's, uh, you know, that someone has put their heart and their soul into, uh, every, uh, founder feels this, you know, they, they don't want those two years to go to waste. They don't want all that, uh, due diligence, all that research, all that hard work to go to waste. And they're struggling or they will struggle with 
Do I launch? Am I ready? Will this gain traction? That, that kind of like you're in the gray area of that uncertainty where you don't know what to expect. And I, I you know, I'm very thankful for command partners, uh, for, you know, uh, I think when, you know, when we, uh, before we launched, uh, that was one of the big things that, you know, I talked to you guys about, uh, and it was, you know, I don't think we're ready. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if we have enough traction, you know, all these other campaigns, they have all this, all these things leading up to it. And, you know, uh, one thing that command partners really did for us was, uh, you know, they took care of the marketing aspect of it, you know, the Facebook ads and just driving traffic to our, uh, you know, our campaign to kind of ease our mind about that, uh, about, you know, will it be successful? Will people see this, you know? And so I think that's the biggest thing that uh, a uh, founder or a Kickstarter, a potential Kickstart, Kickstarter founder um, will struggle with is, am I ready to launch? And if I am ready, will I gain traction? Will this be as successful as I think it is? And, you know, and just that fear that, Oh, if it's not, was this, you know, all this time that's spent putting into it a waste? And I, I, I want to tell everyone that, you know, you're going to have those fears no matter what, but you just have to really go out on a limb and just go for it. You know, me and Trey, we, we just, we went out on a limb and, you know, luckily for us, we had command partners, you know, and that kind of helped ease the pain. But, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, obviously it's still a gigantic hurdle. Uh, and I think that's something that, every founder is going to have to deal with, but they're really going to have to take a leap of faith and just go for it. Absolutely. No, sage advice, Jeff. And obviously, we appreciate working with you on this campaign. It's been great. We're really excited about the future of it and where it's going to take off because we've got a lot more time left to go and hundreds of thousands of dollars more to raise. Um, This gets us into our launch round, Jeff, where I rapid fire a few questions at you. Are you ready to go? Yeah, absolutely. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? You know, it, I think, uh, with an, with being an entrepreneur, the biggest thing I, I love about it is time and financial flexibility. I think that's what everyone uh, dreams of. The ability to work on your schedule and do what you love, but also not to be beholden to anyone else, you know? And that's what, uh, you know, me and Trey love. That's why we, that's why we do it. We're passionate about what we do. And we don't have to, every day we wake up, we don't have to say, oh, another day. We, we wake up excited, uh, you know, to take on the day. Amen. So if you could give a pair of pants to any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Any entrepreneur throughout history, I would have to, mm, that's, that's a really tough one. I would have to say out of all the entrepreneurs that I've uh, read about and uh, throughout history, I, it would have to, <laughs> it would have to probably be Elon Musk. I really admire his conviction. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you see the risks he's taken with his, um, you know, where he's at and his, where he was financially, just the amount of, uh, you know, amount of conviction he had for his passions and his beliefs is really what motivates me, you know, to see someone that passionate and that, uh, that uh, convicted toward their beliefs is what I ultimately want to be as an entrepreneur. I aspire to be like him. I think uh, his conviction is is um, you know unparalleled, and uh, that's uh, I would love to give him my pair of pants just to say uh, you inspired me and you're my hero. Awesome. Who did you look up to growing up? I think uh, the person that I looked up to, or the two people that I looked up to the most, were probably my mom and dad. 
And, you know, uh, I come from a very blue collar family. You know, we, uh, you know, in our, our house in Houston, we, we live in A-Leaf, which is, you know, kind of a more impoverished area. And the biggest thing that, you know, my, my parents are 60 plus, both of them are 60 plus. And, uh, you know, they're both still working. And that's one of the things that really drives me whenever I wake up is this idea that, you know, my parents are still working and I don't want that life for them. You know, they should be retired. They should be enjoying a uh, life already, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they're still working because, you know, it's, it's just what they do. And, you know, so uh, for me, it, it really drives me to see how hard it's 60 plus years. They've worked day in and day out tirelessly, no matter for how little pay it may be. It really uh, kind of it motivates me to and motivates my work ethic to say, if I'm tired, if I have a headache, if I only slept one or two hours, can I still keep going? Yes, because my parents are, 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 you know, keep going. And so those are the, you know, two people that really, really motivate and inspire me and really kind of make me want to do what I do and make me want to succeed, um, you know, not for my success, but for them. Absolutely. And I'm sure they're proud of you, Jeff. What book is on your nightstand? There's a couple of books on my nightstand. I really, really like the, the book I'm reading right now is uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. And uh, I really, really love this book right now. I'm like in the middle of it. But I really like this idea or this concept of, you know, there are trends and there are things that are happening in our world. But, uh, you know, in, in our world, there are outliers. And that's how I kind of view my life and look at my life. And, and that's how, you know, me and Trey look at our company is we don't want to go with the trend of what, what is happening in the industry or what's happening in the world. We want to be an outlier. And, you know, when I read this book, it kind of gives me hope to say, how can the underdog win? How can this outlier win? How can this outlier be unique? And so it's something that's really driven me as I, uh, you know, read more about this literature to, uh, you know, improve our company so that we can be a successful outlier. Last question. What do you think the future of crowdfunding looks like? I think the future is bright uh, and it's only getting brighter. You see the, if you look at the platforms of Indiegogo and Kickstarter, they are growing exponentially. Not only because, you know, the support base is growing, but because companies, uh, whether it's fashion or consumer or tech or whatever it may be, are realizing that investing the upfront cost for, you know, um, this fixed upfront cost for R&D or production or manufacturing is just not feasible in today's day. If you can't raise 1.6, 1.2, whatever it may be, you can, if you can't raise a lot of money upfront from a VC or an angel investor, the alternative, what is the alternative? The alternative is Kickstarter, you know? You know, the alternative is Indiegogo. The alternative is crowdfunding. Uh, crowdfunding allows for entrepreneurs who have a dream, who have an aspiration, a goal of you know, creating a company, a product, whatever it may be, to actually achieve that dream. You know, without the burdens uh, and the fixed upfront hurdle of uh, you know capital, it really allows. It really opens up the world to. All of the creatives um, that are out there that have a dream, you know, and I think because of that, it's only going to grow. You see the support base growing. You see the amount of creators growing because people are realizing, you know, just because I don't have the money up front doesn't mean my dream can't happen. 
Absolutely. Well said, Jeff. This has been an awesome interview. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell us what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should go buy a pair of Forever OG pants. Absolutely. Uh, so the biggest thing that, you know, when, whenever uh, we try to tell people about the Forever OG pants, this is what we say. This is going to be the last pair of Chino pants that you'll ever buy. And what we want to do is give you unparalleled value. Uh, and what we mean by that is you have a lifetime size exchange program. You have a lifetime guarantee. Plus, your fa- the fabric that we make these pants from is odor, water, and stain resistant. Add on to that that every part of our pants are manufactured in the United States from New York to San Francisco to Los Angeles. And it's a win-win for everyone. Uh, it's a win for the consumer. It's a win for American manufacturing. And it's a win for us uh, trying to change this fast fashion industry. Um, you, you see everyone trending toward cheaper clothes that are, you know, hot now that, you know, um, get thrown away in literally a week, two weeks, a month. And, you know, it's extremely wasteful. And it's uh, the manufacturing practices are extremely unethical. We think that, you know, if you help support the Forever OG pants, there's a couple of things that will happen. One, you'll have uh, a pair of pants that you'll love and you'll probably never take off. Two, you'll be fighting fast fashion and what they stand for. And three, you'll be helping boost back American manufacturing. Uh, The biggest thing with American manufacturing that people don't see is that you know, um, uh, these manufacturers want to work with us and want to work with consumers, but consumers have this notion that American manufacturing is just naturally more expensive. If we help alleviate that, uh, you know, that hurdle, we believe that, you know, we can bring back American manufacturing. So for all those reasons, you know, you should go check us out. We're Wondrous, um, the Forever OG Pants on Kickstarter. Hopefully you support us. Even if you can't support us financially, support us by spreading the word. That's the most important part, you know, to get the word out about our Kickstarter, to get the word out about our campaign. We're not just trying to be another fashion company. We're trying to start a revolution. And that revolution starts with our support. Awesome, Jeff. Everyone, thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, the full transcript, links to the campaign, and everything we talked about today. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Roy, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes and our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. If you've loved this episode, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help build your business. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding strategy, please feel free to request a quote on commandpartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.